Welcome to the first session of the Habitech Insider podcast. Today we've got Dan and Kiana from Lutron and our very own George, our Lutron product manager, to talk all things Lutron, do a little bit of a manufacturer spotlight, uh, and I suppose tell the world about Lutron lighting controls and shades to those that don't know anything about you. Let's start from the beginning. Where did Lutron come from? What's the history? Let's go through that. Well, start from the beginning. So Lutron is a light control company. And companies started in the late 50s in the States when the founder of the company developed the idea of bringing a bit of drama to someone's house. Um, and that drama came in the form of lighting control. And lighting control back in the late 50s, early 60s was fairly simple because you had a single bulb sitting in the middle of your room, probably with a cloth cover shade over the top of it, diffusing light. Mm -hmm. And he gave the ability to basically have those levels of light go up or down and reflect what was happening in the space. Nice and bright when you're entertaining, dim things down when you wanted to. I think dial-in romance was one of our first um, yeah. really, really poorly judged adverts. And <laughs> over time, you know, Lutron has kept that principle of being a light control company. That single circuit in your room went into being a couple of circuits. In the early 80s, we started seeing more open plan rooms and greater circuits from there. So products came along like our graphic eye, which was the world's first preset scene dimmer, where as opposed to dialing in the combination over a number of different lighting circuits, okay. you could push a button, get a beautiful fade and have things going from there. Um, we then evolved along from there from taking total control of the electric light in your space to total control of natural light as well through automating window treatments. And that's become one of the fastest growing portions of our business, both in the UK and globally as well. As architecture involves, windows get bigger, glass becomes a medium to build with, as opposed to something to just keep the drafts out. And as a result, light from there needs better control too. Yeah. And I suppose when it comes to, to window treatments as well, it's not just managing the light, is it? Because you, you can also, you know, big glass sliding doors and bifold doors that are really popular now just heat rooms, right? If you've got mm -hmm. a, a south facing garden, it's also not just controlling light, it's controlling temperature. Yeah, or you might even That's just want to protect magic. the flooring in your home. You might have artwork where the glare through the window could be damaging the artwork. So a lot of it could be for protecting what's in the home, um, sometimes for security, usually just for convenience. But I think that kind of shift from having window treatments just being a manual thing in the window to it being part of the automation is this what Dan's saying about controlling all of the lights. So if you've got, you imagine you've got a lighting designer working on your home and they put all this amazing layering into the space. You then bring in your lighting control system. Well, okay, not right now, because we're in the winter and we've just lost an hour, but you know, normal times, if you imagine you're only really gonna use the lighting that you've invested all that money into when it's dark. Because yeah. during the day, the light's just gonna flood in through the windows. You're just gonna get one natural light level, but then you might wanna change it. You might be you know, using the space in your home. I mean, you might wanna sleep. You might be someone that you know yeah. doesn't work nine to five. Sure, you yeah. might yeah. have, um, I mean, it could be anything. If you were watching a film during the day, whatever it might be, you want to be able to control it as part of the same as your artificial lighting. So I think we've seen, you know, it took us a long time to develop our window treatment business, but in the UK anyway, I mean, in the States, it now is bigger. In the luxury home residential sector, it's bigger than our lighting business. But in the UK, we're kind of seeing the curve come where dealers are understanding that it is part of their package. It actually is their job to try and sell this. It's not just down to the interior designer to do window treatments. Um, so that's helping the growth. Just the market expanding itself from manual to motorized is helping the growth. And you know, we're seeing we're seeing some nice sales on that side year after year that's going in the right direction. So yeah, window treatments. I mean, we're known for dimming lights. Um, that's what I was gonna say. So so obviously we've we've maybe sort of skirted perhaps what Lutron's mainly known for mm -hmm. in in custom install anyway which is primarily lighting controls and there are curtains and shades and and uh, window treatments as well but i suppose we should probably uh dig a little deeper on the the lighting control side because prior to uh coming on board with Habitech and learning about lutron um my sort of first go to with lutron lighting controls was wired solutions homeworks Homeworks, yeah. but I didn't necessarily know it as homeworks. So mm -hmm. I just knew it was, it's wired keypads and and dimmers. But there's obviously far more to Lutron Lighting in terms of product offering, uh, oh. with wireless solutions from retrofit solutions like Ra2 and the newly announced Ra3 that's coming. 
um, to uh, QS Wireless, mm -hmm. and then obviously full-blown wired, wired homeworks as well with those keypads. So but just to put it back on you though, so you said you thought that when you first heard about Lutron and you know you had in your head where you thought Lutron was. Mm. Explain where you, as someone that doesn't understand Lutron, well you do now, but when you didn't, where did you think Lutron sits with lighting in the market? Um, where did I think? I think it was attached to um, high-end residential property. Obviously, there's there's far more to Lutron than just residential property, but the area we focus on is high-end residential. Um, and I thought it was more, it was less about the, um, I would say, the, the quality of the dimmers, and it was more, it's a nice-looking keypad on the wall. Now, obviously, the reality of that is it all goes hand in hand, and there isn't any part that's not the nice quality mm -hmm. from the way that sometimes lights turn on to, and and lights turn off. It sounds something that's really small and insignificant but actually when you put all those things together it works really nicely um Absolutely. so so it's a whole experience rather than just lighting a space yeah, yeah. i think it's good to like try and see because most people have an idea of what they think Lutron does um and we've brought loads of stuff out in the last few years that you know dan will go over as well but everyone has a perception that lutron sits you know it's in the super luxury pro uh, properties it's you know the most premium product or it's expensive like it just has some associations that go with it but i think unless we talk to people we can't really break that perception because you've brought loads of products in that you know kind of go from i don't know half a million pound house up whereas everyone assumes it's kind of five million pound plus home um but it's just trying to break those perceptions of where we are actually quite key in those yeah so markets. i suppose that that this is probably a good opportunity to talk about those yeah. lesser known solutions then so so as somebody hence the podcast, hence the podcast <laughs> hence inside series. so for somebody who has perhaps used uh an alternative lighting solution perhaps a wireless one uh that's not neutron what's the differentiator what why should, should should these people start to consider neutron as a, a lighting control for perhaps new build also retrofit, where, where does the product offering align with those objectives? So if you think, well, your, your initial perceptions of Lutron were formed around it being very high and very luxury because that's what people put in for awards, that's what goes on websites, that's what goes in glossy brochures, the super luxury stuff. The reality is for a lot of companies, a lot of their business isn't that super, super high end. There's a lot of other stuff that just doesn't photograph quite as well. Um, as you said, Lutron is known for being a reliable product and having good looking keypads on the walls. And those two things really heart through every single product that we make. You know, the first principle the company has is take care of the customer with superior goods and services. And there was a sound bite and a half, but that actually translates through into everything that we sit there and make. Um, really, firstly, our dimmers need to be ultra reliable, right? Lighting control, unlike, and we're gonna go ahead and annoy some people here, something like an audio system. If the audio in your room doesn't work, it's okay, you can still use the room. There's gonna be a sofa there. You can sit down and God forbid, read a book or do something, one of those things. <laughs> if the lighting control doesn't work, you can't really use the room. So reliability is key. Also tied into that is people understanding how things work. Um, you know, Some of the pushback that we've seen, particularly from homeowners who are starting to look at technology is I'm not interested in having a light control system because it's going to be far too complicated. Mm. And Whenever anyone hears that kind of a pushback, the, the question that you've got to ask is, why, why do you believe it's going to be too complicated? And they will come up with, I, I watched Hunt for Red October the other week, and I saw all the switches and buttons inside that submarine, and I don't want to have that set up in my front room just to turn the lights on. And this is when there's integrators, you smile and you say, well, it doesn't need to be that way. Lighting control should be simple. This is why with every product that we make that sits on the wall, it has an end user experience. You know, it's stuff that the customer's touch and feel. Not only is it supposed to look great, but it's got to be very functional and simple to use as well. So as opposed to going with thousands of buttons, it could be that when you come into your kitchen, you have a button that says welcome, and it just turns on whether it's one circuit or 25 circuits in the largest kitchens. You're not dialing in that combination every time. You're making life simple. And we do that through a means of engraving on buttons, whether it's iconography or text, or in simple areas, just having simple button layouts. If it's your guest WC downstairs, Two buttons probably does it. Top one turns the lights on, bottom one turns the lights off. Or a motion sensor and there's yeah, no key yeah. press at all. Yeah. yeah. But that, that simplicity and that reliability really is key. As we start looking into products that are more accessible to the entire UK population, you know, if you look at the way that smart home technology has become prevalent in most people's homes these days, 10 years ago when we were talking about homeworks jobs only, 
you know, smart home tech was all very, very expensive. It was all incredibly bespoke. Nowadays, through voice assistants or smartphones in your pocket, people are more accustomed to having technology in their lives. Why wouldn't they go ahead and bring that in their homes as well? And this is where we have to look at making sure those solutions that come in stay simple to use and stay reliable. Because at the end of the day, I'm trying to win business away from my biggest competitor. And my biggest competitor isn't any one of the other brand names that's out there. My biggest competitor by far is the standard white plastic light switch that just does on and off because it's very inexpensive. It's incredibly reliable. It's very simple for people um, to understand how it works. Now I can go ahead and beat those guys and tie with them quite easily with reliability and with style on the wall. The inexpensive side of things, well, this is where I have to go ahead and offer a lot more features than you're going to get with an on-off switch. I'm going to give you the ability to dim a circuit, to control a circuit from multiple places, to have a single button at your front door that turns every light well, off. Nice easy app to use. Like a simple app, right? Absolutely. So I suppose the yeah. the the old way of you know, and I'm talking way in the past, was walk into a room. There is a single sort of ceiling rose pendant, and in that situation. The on-off light switch works. Kiana, we were speaking earlier yep. about people that are doing big kitchen renovations and, and it's all big, open plan, lovely areas. But now it's not just one or two lights or circuits of lights. Um, we're now talking, you know, 25 to sometimes way beyond that, nearly nearly three three yeah. figures of circuits in, in some of the bigger houses. So I suppose the, the nice tie-in for Lutron is how do you, how do you offer something simple on quite complex but i think that's what's kind of changed hasn't it so when like my parents home when i was younger it would have been that it would have been one light in the dining room maybe two in the lounge whereas i think we all just read magazines we're on instagram we see things of like the luxury luxury homes and we aspire to have homes like that so you know you had ikea when i was at uni you now have loads of furniture and like soft furnishing things that you can buy for your home that are affordable so we look at pictures of really nice homes and we want to replicate it. Mm. So, you know, you might still not get the electrician round. You might still only have one pendant, but you go and get a nice table lamp, a floor lamp. Like it's quite easy to layer up light to make the home feel comfortable. And it's ultimately about having the perfect light in your space. Um, you know, whether you're entertaining, reading a book or doing homework with the kids, there is a perfect light that goes with the task. Um, that though, if you then need to go up to and, you know, get under the sofa to press a button, or you need to go and click underneath the table lamp. That's where just having a button makes it really, really simple. Yeah. So whether we're selling homeworks or RA2 or just a simple Pico with one table lamp, the reliability and the quality is there. So we end of line test everything. So that whether we're in the 100 million pound home or the half million pound home, what you're buying from Lutron comes with that, kind of that guarantee that comes with the brand, you know it's gonna work. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what's been quite nice because I think in the UK, unlike the States, we went in at the top end of market and only ever dealt in luxury. But we have now brought in products that's just made that lovely stuff that you can put in your home just accessible to, I would say, normal people because um, it was always just for the super wealthy. Yeah, like, I'm a testament to that. I'm not super wealthy. And I was for Rato in my house because yeah. it just adds a nice bit of, and, you know, the stuff with technologies, if you're really new to this as a homeowner, and, you know, I would use my parents as an example because my mum would be really scared of putting any tech into the home because she's like, oh, but it might not work. Like, what yeah. if it stops working? You know, if we've got people over, it'll be embarrassing. What if my internet stops? Exactly. Working? Yeah, and they do. And everyone assumes that your lighting's yeah. working on Wi-Fi. And I think one of the things, because we ultimately invented dimming at home, like the dimmer switch, you know, dimmer, rotary dimmer was made by Mr. Joel Spira. Like, we know what we're doing on this. So we are never going to put you in a situation where you're buying some gadgety things off some cheap website and playing around with it. And that's fine. And if people want to experiment, I think they always will. But if you're putting Lutron in your home, it's going to work on the same level as that light switch. Once it's in, it's reliable. So people that are scared, I think, you know, it's often you turn to Google and just searching random things because you want to dip your toe into that smart home world. Mm. Um, but the dealers that buy Lutron and resell it, I think they just have that peace of mind, but they're not going to get the phone call saying, my light stopped working, like get back here and fix it. Um, yeah. Don't know why I do voices when <laughs> I do homeowners. The nerves of the camera, that's what it is. Um, so and I, I suppose one thing that, that I personally felt is you, you become very accustomed to the one button that does a lot of lights. Mm -hmm. um, 
to the point where sometimes now, and you say you your parents as an example, I use my parents as an example now, is because when I go to their house, it drives me mad because it takes them like five minutes to turn mm -hmm. the lights on in the room of walking around, <laughs> turning different lamps on, and then oh, and now the, now the sun's gone down, so those lights go off. So just get a button. Let's sort yeah. this out. And I have to slowly get in there. I've done the kitchen now. We'll, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of a paradigm shift, right? If you imagine when probably not our generation, but go back like a few more years, and I'm going to try not to put too many ages on this, but when you bought a car, some of the windows will wind up. Maybe in the back they'll wind up. Like, I don't think you can buy a car now that has wind up windows. I'm you, not checked. Okay. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, there will come a time. Toys. There will definitely come a time where they just don't make it anymore. And I think that's kind of potentially there is a way where this will happen mm. um you still get people that will have a non-smartphone mobile phone it's very rare to see now isn't yeah. it but whereas when i was at school like i mean everyone just had a nokia or you know at the best they had a blackberry but everyone's got a smartphone so i think that paradigm shift of things just becoming automated technology moves quick doesn't it um so that person that still wants to buy a car with a wind-up window is probably going to be happy with a switch yeah. But ultimately, convenience. Our lives are just, I mean, the pandemic proved to everyone. We all sat there and ordered everything on certain websites and had deliveries from them every single day. Um, the same thing, you know, if you sit and watching TV, I know it's lazy, but we've got remote controls. No one stands up and changes the channel anymore. Rather than it's, it's oh, well, let's go. Definitely, let's go with efficiency. Well, it's just yeah, comfort it's, it's and it's ease. Yeah. We've always got our phones next to us. So actually, if I'm watching TV, I, I use my app a lot on the bar too. Yeah. Because even though I have a Pico on the coffee table, I just get oh, my phone's always next to me. So if I want to change something, and that's something that once you've lived with it, it's quite hard to go back. It's adding value, right? It's, yeah. it's just being able to your convenience without having to make too much effort. You, you can make the space work mm. for you. Absolutely. Um, and I think with the new products we brought out on wireless battery operated shades, for that home where it's not having a full refurb, so it's say the house that's had big extension on the back. Um, homework's always kind of limited us a bit because it needed to be a full rewire. Now you've got RATU, you've got battery shades, actually having everything on one app. Mm. Again, it's pure, you know, efficiency. But do yeah. you really want to open up multiple apps yeah. to get things done? If you want to turn on your music and you want to lower your shades and dim your lights, isn't it nicer just to be able to press a button as opposed to going to three separate apps on the phone? So I suppose that you, you you touched on a subject there that I think is probably quite a, a good point to clarify. So let's take take new build out of the equation for a second. Let's say uh, 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 integrators gone into a existing home and they've gone right. I need to retrofit here. This is this is the MK white light switch on the wall. Uh, what Lutron solutions are there? Obviously, for, treat this as people that don't know about Ratu, They don't know about QS Wireless. Where where do we start and where do we end up? So where, where we start is we're a lighting control company. So we start with the circuit, the electrical circuit of light that you have in the space. And if we look at your parents' home, Charles, where they've got that you know, pendant sitting in the front of the room, that's a single circuit. So to go ahead and control that, more likely than not, we would use an inline dimmer. So it basically sits in between the circuit and the existing light switch that you have in the space. And that becomes the dimmer in the area. So that will go ahead and control the lighting circuit. The switch that you have on the wall, we take off that 230 volt device, um, splice the cables together to permanently feed the circuit, and then a Lutron battery powered keypad goes over the front of that. So UK so, single gang? UK single gang, yep, sits straight on the box there. And that we gives you here. a yeah, nice simple retrofit. Um, where we can then sit there and do is, because we're using radio frequency, we can add in other devices to speak to this people as well. Now, the radio frequency that we use isn't the 2.4 or 5G that you're using on your home Wi-Fi system. In fact, we're not even using your home's Wi-Fi. We're using a little RF network that Lutron sets up at 868 megahertz in the house. And what this ensures is this ensures reliable communication. You know, we talked at the beginning, I'm competing against a plastic switch, which is very reliable. I have to keep my communications reliable as well. So sitting outside of the common Wi-Fi bandwidths means that it's a very low traffic area. So our signals go through quite easily. We're not sending reams and reams of information. We're sending button pushes. So at 868, we send a small amount of information. We can send it a heck of a long way, and we can do it incredibly reliably. Because things are working on wireless, it means you can go ahead and add things easily. If you want to have a secondary control position, you know, you want a light switch on the other side of the room, mm -hmm. you don't need to sit there and run electrical cable into a back box. 
we can have a battery powered switch on the other side of the room. Doesn't even need to have a back box on the wall. You can just affix it straight to the wall. If you're in a kitchen space and you want control on a kitchen island, we can do control sitting on a pedestal there. And it starts to bring in, you know, this efficiency of control that we're talking about. You know, it's it's easy to think efficiency can, of control is a luxury thing, right? Because I'm walking into a palatial property and I'm going to press one button and 58 circuits are going to do something spectacular. But let's talk about efficiency of control as a convenience thing. You know, in your parents' house, Charles, they've got the one light in the middle of the room and they have a number of table lamps. And as you said, it takes them five minutes to get things turned on. So one of two things happens. Either they sit there and they waste five, well, let's say 10 minutes of life every day first turning everything on and turning everything off. Or they don't use the light. They just walk into the space, they click the light switch at the door when they walk in and they go, I suppose that'll do. <laughs> By employing more control circuits in and for the table lamps we have a simple plug-in table lamp dimmer where literally you unplug the table lamp from the wall sockets plugged into you plug our dimmer into a standard 13 amp socket you plug the table lamp into that and then it programs onto the system so you can turn things on you can turn things off and suddenly because you have this you know efficiency of control for convenience purposes you'll find that you're using the space a lot more you're using the lights a lot more as we start to look for the window treatments side of this piece as well, you know, we make window treatments that have RF control going into them, so we don't need to get a cable to them for data purposes. We also make window treatments that are controlled by a standard D cell or AA batteries. So technically, you don't need any cables whatsoever. They can purely retrofit them in space. By bringing them into this control of convenience, again, you tend to use them a lot more, as opposed to looking at a flank of three or four windows and going, Oh, I don't feel like closing the first one and then closing the second and the third and the fourth from a single button or from a voice command or even from a time clock. We can go ahead and automate those. And as a result, you get a lot more use out of the spaces because you're taking the technology you've invested into that space and really putting it to its best use. So I suppose that's a good, that's a good point. It's not just, you know, because if you if you break this down, I remember when I first pitched uh, triathlon blinds to my mom, she said, well, what's wrong with the, with the pull cord on the side? I'm like, yeah, but you have four of them and you're going to, change them all manually now the the reality of that is that it's more than just replacing the pull cord yes they move up and down by themselves but it's more clever than that for, for the reason you said you know automating at sunset every day just make the blinds go down because yeah. that's what she's going to do anyway you eliminate the button press it's there if she wants to manually control it but my my opinion of a smart home is it, it's almost minimal interaction right it should Absolutely. react to you Agreed. rather yeah. than you having to set I'm on that blind at this height and that mm. blind at that height. Um, so I think that that that's important. It's it's more you know automation rather than just replacing light switches and pull cords with with uh, with remote controls. And that's so, why I think one of them. We're just sorry to interrupt. So like the the daylight, the tracking, the astronomical time clock on Lutron, like that was clever. Lots of companies now do it. But the newest thing we patented on the wood blinds, got the picture behind, is natural light optimization. So what that does is even better than like sunset and sunrise is it will track the sun around your house and put them into tilt into a fade fighter position, I think we call it. And it basically stops the sun being able to glare through and like, you know, fade your carpet, damage the sofa and ultimately just make the room uncomfortable with glare. So if you think, you know, it's clever that without a button press, it can open at sunrise and close at sunset, you can now have it just naturally move during the day to give you the best light in the room and protect your furniture um that that's kind of what i like about lutron is they just think a bit further ahead and come up with stuff that's just a little bit cleverer that yeah. just makes the house and a nice place and that's a nice touch in. as well because i think um the when we're in this world we come become very uh i guess accustomed to technology and we're used to it so mm -hmm. for, for example what you just described there with the the, the fade fighter you know the, the slats of the, the blind moving automatically to us it's like well yeah of course they do that yeah but to to end users that have no experience of this mm -hmm. stuff that is like whoa yeah. that's amazing what do you mean? It's it does technology it by that you actually want that actually makes the home nicer sometimes we you know people and i actually don't think Lutron does this but sometimes stuff is made for the sake of it um i think with what Lutron brings out whether it's on their blinds window treatments or lighting it's stuff that people want mm. like they always have the end user in mind and yeah when i saw nlo and there's a great youtube video on it you should go and have a look at it if you've not seen it because it's a three minute video that just explains why you would want this in your home so it's not it's not a gimmick like we don't make products that are gimmicky it's not a fad it's not let's catch the next person that's into iot or smart home 
the stuff we want to put in needs to last and it needs to be a purpose to the technology. I think another point that would be very interesting to make at this level is that there's actually this misconception that all of this technology becomes really complex and you need to have this PhD or be a, 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 an engineer yeah. or you need to employ a third party to come into your home to configure all of these things for you. But actually with RA2, mm -hmm. the power is in your phone. Yeah, and the, and homeowner, user, the homeowner can do a lot. Has, has the power, it, they, they truly own mm -hmm. the system and they can customize the system themselves. And, and a, I think that's very important for today's users, today's consumers. But a good integrator can do a lovely do job on Ratu or Homeworks. And I always said, and I think it was Sam Woodward that said this to me, is Lutron hardware is like the best ingredients you could buy. Absolutely. But the dinner that is made from those ingredients yeah. is purely dependent on the chef who is the integrator. Yeah. But on Ratu, I would say it is so simple. I tested it with my children who are eight and nine. They set up their own scenes. So they've only got a blind and a table lamp and their you know, night light and the main pendant on it. So don't get me wrong, it's not some complex system. Um, but they've managed to get Alexa to do what they want it to do. Um, they've set, they've done their Picos and they have their app on their little iPods. So it really is simple. I mean, ideally an integrator should be finishing this nicely for a homeowner, but I think what's nice is again, one of the misconceptions that you get with Lutron is I'm held to ransom. Like, what do I do? I've got to call someone out and it costs me like a million pounds for them to come to my house. And you know, everyone gets wrapped around this. It's not the case. You can make all the changes you want to make on the app. Um, and Ratu is simple. You can choose still to to call an integrator. You absolutely need someone but, to set it up properly. Yeah. But once it's kind of set up as a, as a, a basic, yeah. then the power is back at the customer's hand and absolutely. the customer can then make it its own system rather yeah. than having to always call back that mm -hmm. professional. Team. And what's nice with Ratu, I think, you know, Dan mentioned the 13 amp table lamp plugin. Yeah. Um, on Homeworks, whenever you're adding stuff in, you still need to get back to the main database and kind of reprogram it. I know this because I tried. <laughs> um, but on Rad2, it's really nice. So if you yeah, just you buy just a new table lamp, you're not going to call anyone. You just need to go and buy one. So so that's, uh, I suppose, a, an important topic there. So there are obviously some differentiators between Ra2 and QS, Homeworks mm -hmm. QS. So what are the, because I think there's probably a, a a perception out there from from integrators who haven't dealt with Lutron but have come across a takeover on a project and there's Lutron in there how do I and the customer's asking me to change this and that so what are the I suppose the um what are the the training requirements for mm -hmm. RATU what are the training requirements for for Homeworks QS how how does that work for for an integrator do you want this one Dan okay I'll go <laughs> so the, the training don't promise <laughs> oh, not, not yet. <laughs> the training requirements for Ratsu are relatively simple. Um, we have a number of online training courses that can be accessed through Lutron's Lighting Control Institute. So this is our training portal. Um, you can find it at lutron.com um, forward slash LCI online Europe. It's a little bit of a mouthful. It's really memorable. <laughs> and Just what the LCI online will go ahead and get you is um, a number of training modules designed around Ratsu Select to show you how a system sets up, how to set time clocks, how to do things such as this, to give you a little bit more confidence when you're walking into the system the first time. The reality is, as a custom installer, once you've played with the app, I mean, it, it programs from an app that sits on your iOS or Android device. Mm -hmm. Once you've done the first one of those, you realize that the training that you set, it just, it, it wasn't that necessary because the app is so simple in terms of how it sets you forward for programming things. It really lets you get on with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, the idea with Draw 2 is technically, if you're a homeowner, you could go ahead and you know find the components for this um, from one of your local resellers, have your professional electrician go ahead and install it with any of the 230 volt mains requirements that are there, but you could program the system without the need for an integrator coming in. Now, what we find is even though RA2 has been set up that way, most customers tend to sit more on the DIFM market as opposed to DIY. They want someone to do it for me. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they will get an integrator involved to come in and do that first initial setup. But then as Keanu was saying earlier, the system is then in their own hands to make changes. Homeworks is a bigger set of um, training requirements than that because Homeworks is a much more powerful control system. Um, the processor that lives inside the Homeworks system is programmed by a, um, a laptop-based software, and it allows you to program in a lot more integration capabilities, um, a lot more things you can do with conditional logic. So if this happens, then I want that to happen along the lines from there. 
as a result of this, you know, as Karen was saying, the, the importance in how we put these ingredients together is down to the chef who sits there and you know, makes everything. So we have a number of training programs in place for um, installers who want to go ahead and um, do homeworks. The training at the moment consists of a four-day course where you purchase some training hardware from us. Um, it gets shipped out to you because we're still doing all of our training remotely because as much as we'd like this pandemic to be over, um, it doesn't seem like it's happening tomorrow. Um, and if you ask me the question, I'll probably say the same thing again tomorrow. <laughs> and to be um, fair, it's more <clears throat> convenient for a lot of people too because their engineers being trained for a few hours over four days in their office is probably much easier than having them completely out of the office for four days coming to our training center. So yeah. I think pandemic has probably tweaked how we've done things, but really the feedback probably works and that, does the job. I think we've got a lot of positive feedback in that sense mm -hmm. because we also have lots of people that are quite far away from London. The big London. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The big yeah. smoke. And 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 that's an added cost as well. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've got two, three engineers that you want to get trained, yeah, then, it's then it's, it's, it's trained. accommodation, yeah. transport, and et cetera for, for three, four days, which you know, it becomes Absolutely. a little bit more convenient yeah. to be done. And then the best thing is because we shipped you the hardware that you're using for training, and this is this is real yeah. hardware. So yeah. it's processors, it's different modules, it's keypads. Once you've completed the training, that hardware is yours. So you retain it. You can build it into your demonstration space to show it to people. You can set up a test room so you can sit there and you know play around with it. And you can keep working on it even after the physical classroom sessions have sat there and ended. Mm -hmm. um, the qualifying training also basically allows you access to the software. Um, we want to make sure that every single job out there that's done on the homework system is installed and programmed by someone who is competent in programming. So to that extent, the homework software itself is password protected. Um, so when you first load the software on your computer and open it up, it's going to ask you for a username and password, which will be unique to you, and that's tied back to your training record with Lutron. So if you've not been trained by it, even if you've managed to find a copy of the software, you wouldn't be able to get the software to work. Because the reality is we want every Lutron job out there to work perfectly. We want the customer experience to be great. Mm -hmm. And that customer experience comes down to you know, how the system has been programmed. Um, for homeowners who phoned up to say that their Lutron system isn't working properly, generally what we find is the system is working absolutely exactly how it's supposed to. When you press a button, it does whatever it's programmed to do flawlessly first time and every time. The disjoint is that the button's not doing what they're expecting it to do. Now, on a homework system, much like with Ratsu, if they have access to the app, they can go ahead and modify the programming themselves. You know, particularly at this time of year as the clocks have just changed, it's nice to tweak a few of your seats. So we give homeowners that capability, but the basics of the program that gets set up, it's much like when you're engineering a car and you start putting in the various wirings to make things work. If you don't build the fundamental blocks properly, mm -hmm. you're always gonna be in an uphill battle. So over the last few years, we have definitely become a lot more restrictive with who has access to our software to make sure that everybody who's out there doing homeworks is you know, working with an industry that is very smart and very knowledgeable and you don't have sort of rogue agents going yeah. around doing jobs that sit there and discredit the Lutron name and also the name of every custom installer in the industry as well. Mm. And I suppose that's not uh, that's not uniquely even a Lutron approach, is it? I mean, we I know some of our other matter of wisdom are, are very uh, protective, rightly so, because they just want the experience to be spot on. To, even to, I always use car analogies. You buy a new car from somewhere. If you want that warranty, get it serviced by the manufacturer. Keep Keep it in exactly as they want it done it's mm -hmm. all under their control you know the end user is hopefully always going to be uh you know happy and referring more more yeah. friends and family and that's what drives us right it's that homeowner experience and with homeworks it's a global policy mm. so the training is strict exactly for that reason so going on the cooking analogy because i like analogies we've just got to make sure the chefs are good enough we can't have someone that you know burns the toast going yeah but i want access because they're gonna give a rubbish experience and it does damage our brand People that have good experiences might tell their friends. People that have bad experiences definitely tell their friends. Yeah. So I think, you know, we've had the experience center open now for what, four years. Yeah. And you often at the start when we used to see some homeowners, you know, you would get feedback from them. We've had a lot of homeowners come in on their own. Sometimes they come in with their dealers, but on their own too, and go, Oh, I had it and I hated it. It was just so complicated. You know, I didn't know what any of the buttons did. Um, I just ended up pressing one of them all the time because I never really knew what else what else it was all doing and that's just really bad like whoever did that it's kind of lazy i think that that's quite often that usual case of 
um, just because back. I can. Live with it for a bit and I'll, I'll come back. <laughs> rather than actually knowing what they're doing and actually giving the customer something that is going to be useful. Yeah, that the customer a, wants. Oh, I've got all of this power that mm -hmm. Homeworks allows me to do, so I'm going to cram in yeah. all of this. Well, 10 bumps and keypads, right? So if you look at this tabletop it just keypad, confuses if you imagine if you had that on your wall, if I gave yeah. that to my mum, she would be mortified. Yeah. And I think C-Touch, there are still people out there that put 10 button keypads on the wall. Yeah. But what I liked when we launched Palladium is the single column yeah. four button kind of became the I think there's a place keypad. for both things. And you need to be a professional to really understand when it's time to, mm -hmm. to put 10 buttons because that customer is going to use it. And when it's time when you're to just say overkilling. <laughs> two yeah. buttons, well engraved, well finished, and then do all the logic of the background and, and exactly. give them based on the time, based on something else happening in the house, then then something happens within this room when you press that. Yeah, yeah. To, to keep to our cooking analogies, you know, I think it's it's very important that as, you know, a chef who yeah. is incredibly skilled at taking all these various components and putting them together to make something delightful, memorable, and wonderful, it's good to also have that interaction with whoever you're going to be feeding to make sure you're getting what they're looking for. <laughs> yeah. um, and you know, sometimes sometimes ten buttons is appropriate if you have a client who's sitting there and they have very specific things that they're looking through and they're driving that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But you know, as I said, it, the, the disjoin generally when someone says a system isn't working. Normally, the system is doing everything it's supposed to be, whether it's a lighting control, audio, or anything else that we sit in the modern integrated home. Mm -hmm. It's that somewhere there's been a disjoin between what I'm expecting to happen when I push that button and what actually happens. And that can either be down to slightly shoddy programming or just bad communication along the way of what's actually happening. Miscommunication mm -hmm. and interpretation of all requirements. Absolutely. So I suppose the, the next thing um, I'd like to touch on, we've covered training, we've covered a little bit about retrofitability. That's a word, apologies. <laughs> in hours. Uh, in hours. <laughs> uh, and homeworks from, you know, everything from your your, your average home to big London mansion. Mm -hmm. um, I suppose what I'd like to, to hear from you, George, for those that don't know you, um, we've obviously partnered with Lutron as Habitech. We see them as yeah. a real long-term partner. So how do you fit into the puzzle? What's, what's your role here? How can we support and give back to the dealers? How do we add, what's your value add? So my value is, is basically I came into Habitech to as, as someone that's been working in the industry for lighting controls for um, 15 years, I was actually part of the Lutron family for, for some time. And, and I think my value is, is, is that of education, is I can come into these um, dealers' uh, houses, even to a end user, and just help ensure that the solution is the right solution for that user, rather than just uh, the big sale. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's it's the support of end-to-end -end of a project where we can ensure the right product is there at the right time and 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 it, to a certain degree as well kind of uh, upholds the the lutron values at the end user level making sure that all the dealers that we are putting products out there um are are really installing them correctly and, mm -hmm. and giving them the best as in the we're giving them the ingredients and they're mm -hmm. cooking the best possible meal for that, for that end user. So, so really it's from initial design Inquiries. consultation to specification in terms of bill of materials, talking through the options. Yeah. You know, I think it's really important to touch on the Lutron Experience Center in London. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know we as Habitech have sort of taken uh, a piece from that ourselves and we've really changed our facilities to be far yeah. more um, end user focused to not because we want to go after end users, because of course that's not something we as Habitech do, but it's a tool for our customers to bring their end users in. And ultimately they come in with a with a preconception or no idea about what's possible. They come in and they see blinds that can move themselves. They can see a cinema room and they have a, a sort of a, a preset expectation. Um, so so it, it, talk about the done. experience center. How does that involve for, for, for people that want to partner with Lutron and, and Habitech? What's that opportunity? I think I, I think there's there's it, it, it's it's being able to to actually give the customer the experience versus explaining mm. what experience they're going to get. Yeah, and 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 that's as as, as Charles saying is, is we've got that facility here. If a customer wants to just have a taster for it, mm -hmm. well, we also have the ability to bring bring customers to 
your experience center in, in London and give them the full suite of mm. the experience, an extended experience of, of the Lutron um, uh, uh, value. I think any of your dealers that have got a client that wants to see it, sometimes it's nice just to focus on the lighting. So I think we found since we've had it yeah. is, you know, you guys have got an amazing showroom here and they're coming here to get a taste of a lot of things. What's quite nice is if they just want to have a conversation about lighting and shading, there's focus. We don't have yeah. fancy cinema to distract yeah. them. There's, um, there's no other choice. So no, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? It's not, so. it's not a place. It's not a showroom because we don't sell in there. Yeah. It's purely to give an experience of how to, you know, when I joined, we had our old office in Wapping and, you know, I joined and we had a few dealers we looked after and I was like, how do we explain this? Because I yeah. always go back to that thing of how do I explain this to my mum? Yeah. And honestly, it's not that easy to do unless someone sees the space. I think space it was a game changer in the industry to actually be able to, to try to and break it. that yeah. explaining into experience. Mm -hmm. you, you can yeah. actually walk in, you can feel it, you, 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 yeah. can, you can actually experience and if a in, dealer in is that. with an end user and they've not necessarily sold lutron before i think yeah. it's you know they're trying to brush up on a sales pitch and it's really difficult you yeah. know what save yourself the pain bring them in book it book yourself a slot it's a private tour let them have a tour yeah. the burden is off you yeah. let us do our and thing and then take it from there it's also great we we, we kind of have a couple of, of samples here in, in, on our table it's great to actually put a keypad in, in a customer's hand mm -hmm. but actually when you pick that keypad and put it on a nice um, wallpaper or, mm -hmm. or like we did here in our showroom or when we put it in a in the context of a yeah. decorated space Makes with furniture, it, it gives that higher level of perception of what mm -hmm. they can possibly achieve within their own space. So I think it's important to have that as, as I think we can call it a sales tool, mm -hmm. but if, even though that's not, we're not trying to effectively Take a, a yeah, it's there, hard. If you're in a meeting, sometimes you have to just... put them out on a table, don't you, and show them. But yeah. you're spot on. When that's on the wall and it's got backlighting yeah. on it, and it's actually in the same way the, that the light, someone's going to buy it, the then space, it shows itself off. The light in the space is actually shining on it. So yeah. it gives it a different perspective because it, mm -hmm. it's different to see it that way or that yeah. way. And you know what, Joyce? It's exactly the same with our blinds. So you can buy the little demo bag and pull them Which up. Which I carry one. And, and do you know what? Like you really, if it's the only way you can show it, because you're going to someone's house yeah. for your meeting in an office with like maybe yeah. the interior designer and architect there, it's all you got. But I tell you, the power of seeing it in a space and actual blinds going up and down, I think you can't compare it. Once you see the intelligent hand bar alignment, that's usually when people kind of yeah. go, oh. Yeah. And it's seeing blinds go up. And curtains yeah. open, seeing two directional movement. I no one ever actually thinks of it being an issue until they actually see it all kind of lining up perfectly. You don't, do you? Because you, you don't know that. Oh, yeah. yeah, that always bugged me. But I. I've but you didn't realize anything. it did. Yeah. <laughs> I never did anything about it because because it was just a thing. I didn't realize. And that. you know I when someone picks it and it's like wow. When someone first told me about handbar alignment, they told me about the. Um, broken tooth look as you yeah, come into yeah. London on the train in the buildings and, and I've never been before. able to unsee it now <laughs> so every time you look at a building you know the architect cared when one of the floors yeah. has got hembar alignment going all the way across and then the other ones are like right, so whenever you look at the CGI renders for these buildings that they're putting up they're it's all they're, everything's perfectly yeah. lined up it doesn't look one bit like it looks when it actually come out and yeah. you know it's it's just it's those little things that start to make the huge difference yeah. i mean the, the benefit of traveling around with a car full of samples means that we can start to get people interested you know you can yeah. start to look at the design language on a keypad or some of the detailing on the brackets of the blind and you start to understand how it's going to physically look in your space but the experience facilities that you guys have here in basingstoke and we have in moorgate are designed for you to really immerse yourself and see Seeing the intangibles, just all the things that you didn't think would actually matter mm -hmm. that suddenly become critically important. Things like quiet operation, things like backlighting, but you know, the intensity of the backlighting on a keypad varies depending on how bright the room is. So when you go to bed at night and you turn all the lights off in your bedroom, the backlighting on your keypad dims down so it's not a distraction. It's all these little things, mm -hmm. just tiny, tiny little things that start to add up and make a really, really big difference in the overall um, way you're looking at things. Cool. I mean, it's a big investment, right? If you're doing your house up, whether it's an extension or it's a new build, this stuff's going into the home. Like this isn't a cushion or a rug that you're going to change. This is going into the infrastructure of the home, whether it's the blinds or the keypads and the wired or wireless system. So people don't say, oh, 
I'll, I'll just buy a really cheap plastic keypad because, you know, I need to save the £40 on that one. It's a whole system. It's going into, you don't save that on your kitchen. You never buy a cheap worktop in your kitchen. You don't buy cheap flooring because everyone gets that that's in for the lifespan of the home. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, you know, I think we just have to let people make their own minds up. So I think if you show it to the homeowner, let them make their own decisions. Because often we do find, you know, I did my home up, unfortunately, before I came to Lutron. Um, but you find value in things as you're doing a build, whether you're building a hundred million pound house or a half a million pound house, you find value in things. You might buy nicer tiles. You might pay a bit more for a decorative light that's going to be in for a long time. And I think with Lutron, when people learn about the extra things they can have, they do see the value in it. And that's why everyone always goes over budget because with everything we buy, we find value in it. Um, and, you know, one of the things we didn't touch on, so we touched on Ratu and Homeworks. I think one of the cleverest thing we did was with Homeworks Wireless is all of the capability of Ratu with the retrofit dimmers. Is, it's convenience of the, It's the being able to add to it, right? So the amount of jobs where you go over budget so the homeowner like just starts scrapping rooms off off the plan they go just don't put it in there because it'll never get used it's the fourth guest room or whatever it might be um but then when you want that all off button that's probably the bedroom on the third floor that you never want to go up to to turn the light on when you actually want to be on holiday and have your house look like it's occupied and then someone else buys the house and they go well why is that room not on the system it's really annoying and before you couldn't do it could you because it wasn't wired no one cabled to it whereas now you can go and get the homeworks version of that inline dimmer Go and put it in, add a hybrid repeater, and boom, the whole thing's on the same system. Where do you see then the, the smart affecting the, the homeowner expectancies? Well, where do you see that the, the, the intelligent systems um, affecting the buying decision making of, of a homeowner? So I think on the luxury properties, the homework system or a high-end, you know, like a luxury system that's gone into a luxury home, I think those expectations sit there with those buyers because they've often got multiple properties around the world and they're used to having certain things in their home. They look to manage those properties probably from afar as well. Being yeah, and they like to be able to go to their, you know, place in New York, place in London, wherever it might be, and they want the same thing. They yeah. want it to be something that they're comfortable across. and they know how to use it. But I think what's been great is this kind of filtered down a bit into what I would call and normal people like our homes and you know more mass mass yeah exactly more mass market and it still isn't quite you know don't get me wrong i don't think we're quite in a position where every light switch is going to be gone and it's going to be replaced with a keypad of any sort but the expectation of having smart home or at least smart home ready is getting more and more um Definitely. Sorry. So I read something a few weeks back that said 10% of homes in the UK have a smart device in them. So a a voice assistant or a television with smart properties are in that. And that number is going to increase to overseas. Yeah, it it basically increases exponentially every single year. Um, You combine that with, you know, it's the the younger generation. And I say this as a 40-year-old guy sitting on the sofa who are starting to buy homes now. And we're talking about homeowners who have grown up in a world where most thing is technology to them. So they're expecting some form of technology in a property. Now, if you put a smart control system in, you know, whether it's RATU, Select, or Lutron, is that going to drastically increase the value of the property? Potentially not, particularly when we're looking at sort of the more you know, normal homes for normal people. However, what it does do is you walk through the door and of all the various pieces of smart technology that are in a property when you're going to view it, you don't tend to interact with any of them. You don't interact with the fantastic Wi-Fi network that's there. You don't interact with the hidden speakers in the ceilings or the multi-remote audio system. You interact with the lighting control because you walk to the front door and the first thing you do is you turn the lights on. Mm-hmm. And so you know, having that as a smart touch point when you walk in, it might not increase the value of the property, but it certainly differentiates it from non-smart properties. And chances are it'll allow it to sell faster than a, a property that isn't, you know, got smart technology that's that apparent. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think I, if I was looking to buy now and you went and saw three houses and you thought they were all lovely and you could see yourself living there, if there's one that's probably already got a bit of a mm-hmm. smart home infrastructure backbone already there, that's probably the one I, I, I'd lean towards. So um, just before we, we finish up, I think it's really important 
because there's a, as you said, there's a huge area of growth for Lutron as a whole, and hopefully uh, a big area of growth for the UK as a whole is window treatments. Or mm -hmm. it is window treatments, yep. right? That's what, what yep. you guys yeah. got. Yeah. You used to call them blinds, and then I got told off. Well, because <laughs> yeah. there's, there's tracks and there's blinds, yeah. there's Romans, there's Venetians. So window treatments would kind of be the umbrella. Yeah, of everything. course. So, so window treatments, um, I would say that most custom install integrators, mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to say miss the opportunity, but are almost a bit scared of blinds yeah. because there's a, you know, there's a, what if I get the measurements wrong and I've messed that bit up. But, you know, I think, I think with triathlon and the, the battery operated mm -hmm. um, solutions that Lutron have, I think it's important to talk about. So it's not always, I have to get a wire there. You yeah. can retrofit these solutions in and there's a whole different mm. uh, portfolio I know you have. So would you mind sort of touching on the opportunity for uh, the UK integrators yep. on, on, on window treatments? So wired and wireless, it's the technology's awesome on in all of them. If anything, it's probably newer technology in our battery products now. Everyone always thinks if it's a battery product, it's slightly inferior. Not true. So it will come down to what someone wants in their home. If they want to have it wired because they're doing a full refurb, it makes sense. Then you don't have to change batteries. But sometimes you just can't do it. Sometimes it's too late. Sometimes no one thought about the fact that they would want a window treatment in a room. And then, you know, the walls are plastered, finished and painted. And you're like, oh, what do I do? Um, so we were quite limited on battery products. We only had the roller and the honeycomb. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, we're working on that. We've launched the wood blinds and we've just in the States launched palladium battery, which is like the most premium product you can buy. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's very expensive for a blind like compared to a triathlon. But when you see what it is and the kind of you know, how beautiful it can make the room, it's it's worth it. Um, but we're growing and we're putting a lot of investment into kind of growing that product portfolio on the retrofit side of things. Because sometimes cabling isn't that easy, especially in the UK where everything's got like steel and bricks and you know, not everything's made out of wood. Um, but really, it's just about opening up the conversation as the integrator. So whether you want to sell battery or wired, that bit doesn't matter. Um, but you're 100% right. They're scared of doing it. Every single AVD loan integrator that I've spoken to they're scared of doing it because they think it's going to go wrong and they're going to lose all the profit on the job and, you know, so then they definitely don't want to do it again. It. Yeah. And then even the ones that kind of get past the measuring side of things, because let's face it, there's a lot of other stuff that takes a lot of detail that integrated yeah. doing at home every day. They're not scared of that. They're scared of a tape measure. Um, so I think sometimes it's the fear of selling fabric. It's the fear of being the expert in the room about recommending a fabric because it's just not their thing. Like, are they now turning into interior designers? Are they talking about aesthetics? And I could go on for hours, but I'll plug my training. I give a how to sell shades training because I used to just go in and do it with the accounts that I looked after. Um, and we realized actually whether they're selling shades, you know, decently on majority of the jobs or not doing it at all, they all seem to come in and take something from it. And it's purely trying to make people just feel more confident. Um, we never expect the integrator to become the interior designer. We never want someone to sit there and be like, this is beautiful. You should use like horsehair silk because of this, that, and the other. It's not the conversation. It's much more about what window treatment should go in what room and in what window to get the best out of that space. Um, we don't sell soft treatments. So if it's a Roman blind, the interior designer will figure that fabric out. If it's a curtain, we supply the track, you go and get the curtain somewhere else. So we are not, you know, an interior design company that's trying to sell decorative soft fabrics. Um, but it's a big part of the package that is usually equal to or greater than the lighting control side of the package. So if you're already doing the Lutron part on the lighting, you are missing a trick if you're not doing the window treatments. Because... Probably also, I'd say, doing the end user disservice. Absolutely. Because, yeah, because, they're, because they're then where do they go for that bit? And then where the they systems. Yeah, then they've got multiple remotes, they've got multiple apps and, you know, I'm not saying we are absolutely the best in the world and I'm going to stand by that. I actually think we are. I don't, I don't know if I have any facts to back that up. Um, but if you're putting in Lutron lighting control, you clearly see a value in putting in, you know, best in class. You should be looking at what Lutron offers on the window treatments because I think you're right. You're not doing your client a service if you don't at least give them the options. Um, I think you hit something very important in your blinds training because I have been there and yes, you can go on for hours. Um, but, um, it was it's it was a bit of an eye opener for me because I came in probably from the techie 
uh, engineering point of view of, right, okay, how can we make this work? But actually it was a bit of an eye-opener because it wasn't use this fabric, use that fabric. It was, okay, here's a scenario. And the one I used was the uh, lovely sort of panoramic view of the bay. Mm -hmm. And you had uh, a light-colored fabric yep. comes down in front. And it, when the sun hit the fabric, completely obscured the view, couldn't see anything. Yep. But if you use a dark fabric in that space, that actually the view, all the yes, okay, the blind has come down, but you can, you can still see the view. Right? See see the view. Yep. Now that was the stuff that was like, whoa, okay, didn't mm -hmm. expect that. And that's where I think it's really important talking about openness of weave and fabric and, and the, I suppose, just the thermal properties mm -hmm. that yep. you, you touched on it in the training, um, I think are really important. So if anyone is out there who hasn't done it, Contact George, contact your account manager, <laughs> yeah. um, contact Luke and get on that training because I think it's a huge opportunity that, um, you know, custom install integrators could uh, could pick up. Yeah. On. And even if you've done it a bit, say you've sold a few and you're like, yeah, I could do it, but I didn't really see the point. It's, it's still worth doing it. It's still worth doing the sales training. I and mean, we have a certified shades training course, which you have to go on. And it's now four days. I think it's four hours per day over four days. And that goes through all of our systems in detail. And then we give just like homeworks, we then certify those people to be able to specify and sell QS to Voya. Um, but the sales bit, you either want to do it before or after, because learning how to sell more treatments than just one per window, because the other thing integrators always love to do is to go into a room and count the number of windows and then give an estimate going one blind per window. Right. And actually, in a lot of homes, you want more than one treatment in a window. And you're making that decision for the homeowner without even asking them without what they're using the room for. And often you might want a blackout and a shear. You might want a shear and a curtain. Um, they might not want any in that room, but you've got to give people choice and explain to them about how this stuff layers up and give them, you know, the ability to be able to- Discovering how the, the homeowner sees themselves living in that space, mm -hmm. what they are going to be doing, what the activities they're going to be using that space for. Yeah. And then advising them, okay, for your decoration, this sits well, that might sit better. Uh, but Technically, this is what you exactly. want to be looking for. And it's, do you want fabric? privacy or, yeah. you know, do you want, you know, is privacy your number one motivator or is it not? Like then straight away, you've worked out whether if it's a dark fabric, like, you know, you yeah. said about preserving the view. If you've got a beautiful view of the ocean and you go and put in a white fabric because someone advised you that yeah. that suits the aesthetics of the room, you just killed the view that you yeah. paid a fortune for. But if you put up a dark fabric and there happens to be a neighbor that can look in, well, guess what? You just lost all of your privacy. So if you're trying to achieve two things, you need your treatment. You've got to have and both colors or you've got to have different. And it's balancing those priorities of what, yep. what, which is more important for you. And that's and the bit that the integrator that, needs to get confidence to, on. To, to the customer mm -hmm. as professionals in the industry. Yeah. That's what we're bringing to the Then the custom install channel, you know, this, this sounds like a bit of a foreign topic and alien and fright. From you, and, and this is, never say that. And this is, <laughs> I, I was waiting for the first accent joke to come out. But I mean, if, if you think about this, this is the same channel that we approached 20 to 30 years ago and said, you guys are doing a lot of stuff with low voltage cable. We want to introduce you to the benefit of working with a high voltage cable as well and doing lighting control. And the initial pushback then was, well, lighting controls for the electricians, we're not electricians, we're, we're AV companies. Mm. And we said, but you, you, this, there's a market out here to do this in a smart fashion. You know, something that you know, requires a different set of skill sets, a different set of sort of chefing skills, if we're going mm -hmm. back to our food analogy, to put this stuff together. And by the way, you can make decent money doing this. Mm. And those who came along in the lighting control journey have figured this out. Window treatments is the next thing along. Every job, you're going to have window treatments going into it. Someone has budgeted in a budget somewhere that there's going to be a curtain in the living room. All we're sitting there you know, trying to do is to get you to bring that into your budget. And for, you know, a company who says that's a bit, uh, I'm not comfortable with this. You know, Kiana's how to sell shades training is excellent. It's two to three hours of your day, depending on how, how much she gets to talk. It's only two to three hours, mm -hmm. but it runs you through a lot of things that aren't that complicated to get your head around in terms of theory and concepts, but make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And what this allows you to do is go out a lot more educated when you're talking to someone. And I would probably say, you know, do the how to sell shades training first and then go talk to a few people because one of three things is going to happen. You'll either sit there and the first person you talk to gets very, very interested and you want to immediately turn on and start doing the four days of installation training, things like that. Or you might get some questions that, you know, start to get them quite interested, but you need more support. That's where, you know, you come back to Habitat, 
you know, have a look at the showroom here. There are a bunch of window treatments here or bring your clients into Morgate. And again, we can have that further shades conversation, develop those stories a little bit more. Um, and again, it's it's a way to go ahead and add another revenue stream. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for any company that's looking to increase their revenue, you can do this in one of two ways. You can go out and you can find additional jobs to do every single year, which generally means you need additional manpower, additional capital, or you can just sell more that you've got onto those existing jobs. Yeah. And we're not looking for you to try and, with window treatments at least, try and you know, bring something entirely new and foreign. As I said, window treatments are already going into a house. You're just looking to bring those into your package and add a little bit of the magic to them. Yeah, yeah I think that's a fair point. Mm. Cool. I think that's everything. Thank you very much for your time. Dan, Kiana, George, good work. Thank you. Thanks. uh, Thank you. Great. Thanks very much.